Classmates, families, friends, guests, and faculty members, welcome to class day. My name is Wes Owens. And I am Tiana Kahakawila. <laughs> we are co-chairs for today's class day. For over a century, Princeton students have gathered on Cannon Green to publicly acknowledge the achievements and contributions of the members of their class and the university community. This event started out as nothing more than an informal gathering of classmates on the night before commencement. As such, this event has always been driven by and about graduating seniors. Today, we carry on this tradition. We will honor the accomplishments of our classmates, relive our class history, and receive precious advice from President Tillman and Jerry Seinfeld. Rest assured, he is in the building. Tomorrow, we celebrate our academic accomplishments. Today, we celebrate the activities, friendships, and experiences that have shaped our college lives. We'd like to thank all our classmates for a job well done, our parents for giving us opportunities to sit here, and the faculty and staff for sparking our intellectual curiosity and giving us the best four years of our lives. Finally, there are countless people to thank for helping this ceremony materialize. Although we cannot thank all of them here today, we'd like to acknowledge the incredible efforts of Mark Bahadurian, Jim Consoloy, Charlie Crank, Sue Pearson, Shelly Janos, Dean Dunn, and their staffs. Can we have a round of applause for these people? It is now my honor to call to the lectern President Tillman to address the class of 2003. Good morning and welcome to sunny New Jersey. <laughs> it's a pleasure to participate with you in this great Princeton tradition of Class Day. As its name implies, the emphasis of Class Day is less on you as an individual and more on you as a member of the class of 2003. Princeton has always placed a great importance on your membership in a class. You arrived in Princeton to discover you had a new last name, O3. Now as a molecular biologist, I can't resist the chance to describe this phenomenon through the words of the great distinguished biologist and Princetonian Lewis Thomas. I have a special reason to mention him today since Thomas has ties to your class through his own membership in your great-grandfather class, the class of 1933. Thomas wrote extensively about the phenomenon of separate animals joining up to form an organism. In elegant essays for which he is justly famous, he marveled at the accomplishments of animals when they used their conjoined intelligence to achieve a task. Army ants, not that I'm comparing you to army ants, marching in perfect formation towards an unlucky prey, or a school of tropical fish moving as one in a fluid dance choreographed for common protection. But Thomas lamented that in general, we who are by all odds the most social of organisms 
do not often use our conjoined intelligence to the fullest. I think if he had thought about the Princeton class as an example, he would have found the exception to his rule. The practices of Princetonians to identify themselves not only as individual students, but as members of a class, and to experience Princeton through both an individual and a collective lens are part of what makes a Princeton education so distinctive. Now there is one ceremonial function that I have the honor to perform today. I have the honor to present to the class of 2003, represented by your honorary classmate, Carrot Top, who I understand can't be with us today. I instead, <laughs> instead, I have the pleasure to present your new class president, Courtney Coleman, the key to the campus. I have to tell you about this key, though. It allows you and your classmates access to the entire treasury of the university. But you, you knew there was a hitch, right? The hitch is that you're only allowed to make deposits, <laughs> not withdrawals. It also allows you to continue to have a voice in shaping Princeton's future especially by participating in class activities and alumni associations. Whether you live in New York City or Kathmandu, there's a Princeton club near you. And finally, this gives you the invitation to visit Princeton, not just for reunions, but anytime, either in person or online. As Dean Fred said so eloquently yesterday, keep in touch. Courtney. Don't worry, Jerry Seinfeld's coming. Um, next, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're going to bring Captain Farmer, our class president, to the stage. Thank you, guys. First, I'd like to start out by thanking God, who I think must have been Princeton class of about 4 billion BC for this lovely day. Had to have gone to Princeton. I'd also like to thank the guests on stage who have joined us today for this momentous occasion, as well as the seniors who have worked so diligently in planning this and all the other commencement activities. The committee chairs and class officers listed in your commencement brochure have been working since last summer to ensure that this week is a success. However, as Wes said, we could not have done our jobs without the help of Tom Dunn, Shelly Janos, Mark Bahadurian, Charlie Crank, the building services crew, and many others, including those who were up this morning at 5 a.m. to set up the chairs you're sitting in. We appreciate all the hard work they do for us year round. Most importantly, though, 
Most importantly, though, I would like to thank our parents, without whom we never would have made it this far. Whether it was driving us to baseball practice or piano lessons, teaching us to read, or helping us to proofread our college applications, mending a hurt knee or a broken heart, you have been a source of comfort, a source of strength, and an inspiration to us all. We do appreciate it more than any of us say, and I would like to thank this, take this opportunity to thank all the parents of the class of 2003 for the past two, 22 years. And now, to my classmates. What an amazing four years it has been. From Hurricane Floyd to a rainy reunions 2003, we have memories that will never go away. However, for these memories, we must pay a price. In last year's blockbuster hit, Spider-Man, Uncle Ben said, with great power comes great responsibility. While I don't think that any of us can scale the side of a building with our spider fingers, we have acquired a gift that gives us a certain responsibility. Much has been given to each of us sitting in these seats today. We have worked hard, true, but the past few days should show us that our cups are overflowing more than we deserve. Therefore, we owe it to our families, to Princeton, to each other, and to ourselves to strive for the best in everything we do from this day forward, remembering that we are not just Princeton alumni. We are Princeton alumni of the great class of 2003. So, So whether you're going to Wall Street or a classroom, serving in the military or the Peace Corps, don't forget that your comrades in the class of 2003 are expecting you to be in the service of this nation and in the service of all nations. But as Dean Fred mentioned, this does not mean you have to serve as a statesman or a politician. What you need is to be a person of moral character, setting an example for others in your everyday actions. As a final and personal note, I would like to thank all of you for the past few years. Serving you has been an amazing experience whether it was setting up for study breaks or decorating for triumph nights, helping solve your senior jacket problems at 6 a.m. this morning, or leading the locomotive in the P-Raid, you have truly served as my Princeton experience, and I cannot thank you enough. Good luck to all of you as we pass through Fitzrandolph Gates tomorrow. I would now like to introduce our alumni class president who will serve from after graduation through our fifth reunion, Courtney Coleman. Good morning. I am so thrilled to serve as your alumni class president. Thank you for the honor. Um, I would like to also introduce my fellow officers. Serving as vice president is Mo Bolger. <laughs> Serving as secretary is Laura Dannon. And serving as treasurer is Ida Ekpudum. We have a small business item to take care of this morning. As a class, we need to ratify the class constitution in order to establish ourselves as an official alumni class. Now, this decision is up to you. If you should happen to not ratify the constitution, then perhaps they'll let us stay. So just keep that little piece of information in mind. All of those in favor of ratifying the class constitution to establish ourselves as an alumni class, please raise your hands. <laughs> okay, the ratification passes. <laughs> I tried. I guess that we have to leave now. Personally, I do not want to leave Princeton. I would be perfectly happy staying here, surrounded by Gothic spires and noble halls. I could even tolerate the hike to the dorm bathrooms 
and the 7 a.m. wake-up calls from the latest construction sites on campus. <laughs> it would take much more to force me from this extraordinary school. Yet, our allotted time is up. Our four years at Princeton are completed, and we have to make room for the class of 2007. In the midst of my sadness about leaving Princeton, I have taken solace in the fact that knowing that our involvement with Princeton is not ending, we are about to begin a fresh Princeton experience. It is the experience of being an alumnus of the greatest institution in the nation. In fact, some of us might find that being a member of the alumni class will be a more delightful experience than being an undergraduate. Consider that as an alumnus, we are able to enjoy all of the tradition and happiness that is part of Princeton without the academic hardship. Just think, it is the end of late nights in a Firestone thesis carol, the end of marathon problem set sessions where even five brilliant minds can't seem to get the answer to the professor's latest brain teaser. I think we all can share in that experience. <laughs> from now on, our association with Princeton will be filled with reliving the rich memories from our time here while also creating new experiences with our classmates. There will be reunions to attend. There will be class community service projects. There will be times when your day is made by a cheery phone call from your freshman year neighbor. Our four years at Princeton have left indelible marks on our characters. Therefore, I'm very confident that each of you will carry Princeton with you wherever you may travel. My challenge to you today is to remain involved with our class. Don't surrender what you have acquired at Princeton. Let the strong relationships you have developed over the past four years serve as a launching pad for the rest of your life. With an unwavering commitment to maintaining these relationships, our futures shall be painted with bright strokes of orange and black. Congratulations, and thank you again. And with that, after looking forward, we're going to do a little bit of looking back. I'd like to introduce the other senior class officers to present the history of our class, Heather Moore, Lucky Chitra, and Nancy Sadie. walk out of Fitzrandolph <laughs> Gates, let's reflect on the history we have made here at Princeton. Rather than simply read the history of the great class of 2003, we decided that a toast would be far more fitting on this momentous and merry occasion. So, class of 2003, we raise our iodized Nalgenes to a week of gorp rain, assassins, and getting lost in the great outdoors on OA. We salute those slightly more altruistic souls who hammered, painted, and revitalized urban spaces on urban action. Freshman week, we returned to campus desperately seeking showers, only to find that Hurricane Floyd restricted our use of campus waterworks and had us reciting useful survival maxims such as, if it's yellow, keep it mellow, if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> <laughs> During freshman year, we built human knots with our RA groups, sipped cappuccinos at Chancellor Green, went to Screw Your Roommate, grooved to Ben Folds Five and Indigo Girls, and we discovered the mystique 
the mayhem, and the Milwaukee's best at Prospect Street. <laughs> Here's the sophomore year, the year of residential college domination. Here's to the opening of the new Frisk Campus Center, complete with candy bins, email access, late meals, and oh yeah, study space. Sophomore year, we began to ask the really important questions. History or politics? Bicker or sign-in? Points or charge? <laughs> we kept it in check with Busta Rhymes and enjoyed Bob Dylan and Dylan Jim. Bill Clinton dropped by and Ralph Nader paid a visit to his alma mater as well. We stayed up until 4 a.m. for the outcome of the presidential election. While the Princetonians didn't pan out in the polls, they controlled the court, the basketball court that is. We won the Ivy League title and won a bid to the NCAA tournament. We found fame in the silver screen in Ron Howard's film, A Beautiful Mind. At the end of the year, we said a fond farewell to the Wabole Residential Colleges <laughs> and our beloved president, Hal Shapiro. Here's to, to our, our new president, president Shirley Tillman. Here's to junior year, to our campus coming together to recognize and remember the heroes and victims of the September 11th attacks. Our vulnerability was further exposed when anthrax was sent through the nearby Hamilton post office. But our spirits were lifted with the laughter of Bill Bellamy, the tunes of Billy Joel, and a class trip to New York. As upperclassmen, we began to take ownership of Princeton, taking key, taking key positions in student organizations and eating clubs. Here's to the miracle drink, Red Bull, which pulled us through the, our JPs. Here's to coming into a department and pursuing our academic curiosities. On top of schoolwork, the summer job search consumed us in the spring, culminating in demanding internships and thesis research. Here's to senior year. Here's the family feud, triumph nights, karaoke nights of the IVN, tea sweets, the Goo Goo Dolls, Terrahune Donuts, and here's to the diligent planning of the senior class council during senior week. And here's to shameless self-promotion. <laughs> but these events would all pale in comparison to the capstone of our academic career at Princeton, the thesis. We spent many months agonizing and complaining about our theses, and only several weeks actually writing them. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. April came and went, and we emerged from our carols victorious. Ah, uh, senior spring. We traveled to Palm, Palm Beach and pub nights, ever wary that our time would soon come to a close. We seized our moment at the last chance dance, and just two days ago, we took our place in line in the P-Rate and began to understand the breath of the Princeton family. So now, we lift our cups to you, class of 2003. We have enjoyed every dance to the fast beats of DJ Bob and every insight shared across the dining hall table. We will miss the thrill of handing in that final paper at 4.59 p.m. on Dean State and the anticipation that came with coming back to start a new school year at Old Nassau. While we will not return this September, rest assured we'll return to reunions each year until we've climbed the ranks of the Old Guard. Tomorrow, we'll begin our own histories beyond the Randolph Gate. But for today, we say cheers. 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 Three cheers for the class of 03.
I'd now like to ask the first of our student speakers to address the class. Mike Ritter. Great class of 2003, I am proud to stand before you for a few moments today. We've worked so hard over the past four years to get to this day, the eve of our commencement. I don't know about you, but we've already heard this. One of the things I can't wait to do tomorrow is to walk out Fitz Randolph Gate, not one of the two small side gates, but the big one, front and center, the one with the shield and the fancy ironwork, the full Monty, the whole shebang. Whoever says size doesn't matter obviously has not been a Princeton undergrad. <laughs> Taunted by the big gate for four years, only to be relegated to the small side ones. I know at least several of you who have officially walked through, tempted fate, and survived apparently unscathed. My former roommate who will remain nameless, for example. For those of you who don't know, Princeton legend has it that Whoever leaves campus through the large central gate will not graduate from Princeton or will not graduate with his or her class. Perhaps we proved them wrong. When we pass through the gate tomorrow, we will face a bit more than a new perspective of Witherspoon Street. Life will stare us all in the face. And although our four years of work will conclude, our life's work will recommence. By work, I mean a job, yes, and the paycheck that comes with it. In a broader sense, work is an idea not confined to the hours between nine and five. Work is the process of shaping your life, a continuous project of discovering what fascinates you. We will labor in offices, hospitals, and classrooms, but that labor should lead us to perform even greater works, to leave our own indelible marks on the world as peacemakers and innovators, as passionate humans whose lives testify to a never-ending quest to perfect the world around us. As the clouds passing over Huck and Jim and Huckleberry Finn could still signify rain in Dean Fred's book, work at the literal level likely connotes a job in your mind, something practical and tangible. If I were to ask right now for a show of hands of the employed as of graduation, I would expect to see a fairly significant portion of you, my successful fellow classmates, with hands in the air. The word employed has a nice ring. It signifies a job, a salary, some sense of stability, and a sensible future in the eyes of the real world, which I am learning rapidly is a far cry from Kyle Brandt's Princeton t-shirt wearing heroic exploits with six other strangers on an MTV set. <laughs> I congratulate all of you who will be employed with a paying position next year. I also congratulate all of you who do not have a job in the one sense of the word, but who are embarking on volunteer missions, unpaid internships, travel adventures, and any other similar endeavors that will employ your time, energy, and passions. Currently, I stand before you unemployed in the career sense. John Milton first used the word unemployed in Paradise Lost to describe Adam's perception of animals who were not engaged in working towards a specific purpose or whose roles in Paradise were not directed to a clear end. Thank you, Milton. I discover I actually am employed. I do not yet have work to do that will produce a paycheck, but before I blame the poor job market, I realize that employment means active, passionate participation in the world, doing something that fascinates you, 
whether it be pursuing your career, hiking the Himalayas, writing a novel, or starting an after-school program in an inner city. Milton's idea of employment thrives on the notion that work should be a successful journey of perfection, rather than the singular achievement of a particular goal or career. With that in mind, we should all think of ourselves as employed, ready to pursue our passions on the journey that comes after Princeton. Princeton has prepared us to serve our nation and all other nations on that journey. Great ambition without contribution is without significance. Thus Kevin Klein in the not so great film, The Emperor's Club. Although trite, the words ring true. Being employed in the job sense is work in itself. To have a job is to contribute something to the world. Moreover, though, to employ oneself, to allow oneself to be remade in whatever occupation it desires, is to make a contribution to the world. Starting tomorrow when work begins again, we must recall that in spite of our strongest ambition, we will only be employed in the fairest sense of the word if we, if we contribute that occupation to changing our lives and the lives of others in a fundamentally revitalizing way. So whether you will be teaching next year or consulting, volunteering in a foreign country or sitting at home, waiting for inspiration and opportunity to strike, remember that Princeton has taught us how to be employed citizens of the world. Um, by the way, I'm an English major with excellent interpersonal skills, still looking for employment in the paycheck sense, if anyone happens to care. Remember that to be employed requires passion, enthusiasm, and the willingness to let every new experience reshape our lives in some way. We are all in future employees of the world, ready for wherever life after Princeton takes us. Tennyson ends his poem Ulysses with the line to strive to seek, to find, and not to yield. As Princeton graduates, it should be our duty and honor to walk through the big gate tomorrow towards our new employment, proud of our accomplishments, but never prepared to yield, nor to forget that the real destination, the real employment of our lives, should be the journey leading to the gates, through them, and into the world and our destinies waiting to be shaped on the other side. Thank you and congratulations. I now call Dean Degnan, Dean of Undergraduate Students, to the podium. Thank you. It is customary during class day festivities to acknowledge the winners of the Moses Taylor Pine Honor Prize awarded annually to that member of the senior class who has most clearly manifested scholarship, strength of character, and effective leadership in support of Princeton University. The Pine Prize, which is the highest honor that the university confers upon an undergraduate, was presented this year at Alumni Day to two members of the class of 2003, Dan Hantman and Chris Wendell. Dan and Chris, would you stand so we can recognize your accomplishments?
Next, I would like to award the Alan Macy Dulles Class of 51 Service Award. An alumnus of the Class of 1951 generously endowed this award to honor his classmate, Alan Macy Dulles, who, seriously injured in the Korean War, set an example of selflessness and courage that are the spirit of this prize. The official description of the award reads as follows. Presented each year to the senior whose activities while at Princeton best represent or exemplify Princeton in the nation's service and in the service of all nations. This year, the Alan Macy Dulles 51 Award is presented to Jessica Malloy. Jessica, would you come to the podium? Jessica, as most of her classmates know, suffered a very serious heart attack at age 16. The summer before her freshman year at Princeton, Jessica underwent successful heart transplant surgery and much to everyone's surprise and delight, stayed on course with her goal to matriculate with her class that September. She is a psychology major and has been very active in her class at Princeton. On campus, Jessica has been a member of the Tigressians, a cappella singing group, an Orange Key Tour Guide, and an Arts Alive volunteer. Her most noteworthy efforts, however, have, has been her devotion to the cause of organ donation. She has spent untold hours appearing on television shows such as Dateline and Good Morning America and speaking to community groups, hospitals, schools, and other organizations to raise awareness about the need for organ donation. She has lobbied state and federal, state and local governments to more broadly distribute organ donation cards. She has participated in organ donation walks and other fundraising efforts, and was a participant recently in the University of Pennsylvania Bioethics Conference on Transplantation. Just recently, Jessica re pre represented the American Heart Association in Washington urging lawmakers to increase funding for research, prevention, and treatment of heart disease. Please join me in congratulating Jessica Mallory on winning this prize. award is the Frederick Douglass Service Award, established in 1969 by the Association of Black Collegians. It is awarded annually to a, a senior who has exhibited courage, leadership, and intellectual achievement, and a willingness to contribute unselfishly towards a deeper understanding of the experiences of racial minorities, and who, in so doing, reflects the tradition of service embodied in education at Princeton. This year's winner of the Frederick Douglass Award is Yashi Wu. Yashi, would you come to the podium? An economics major, 
Yashi has been very involved in community building activities since her freshman year in Rockefeller College when she was an active member of the College Council. In her sophomore year, she stepped forward to chair the annual International Festival, transforming the format of that event and bringing new energy to its organization. She reached out to international and ethnic student groups and worked closely with them to develop the festival into a week-long happening. She seized the opportunities presented by the new spaces in the Frist Campus Center to display national and regional exhibitions, performances, fashion show, and food in an attractive manner that encouraged students and others in our community to appreciate and discover other cultures and perspectives. In her junior year, she served as co-chair of the Consortium of International Students' Organizations and through what has been characterized by many as tireless efforts, she forged a cohesiveness among the 30-plus diverse international student organizations, setting the stage for numerous collaborative ventures that would follow, many of which she spearheaded herself. As chair of the Chinese Student Association, she restructured it into a robust organization that offered many successful social, educational, and cultural programs. She has also been active in the Asian Students Association and has acted in a number of campus theatrical productions. Yashi has been described as imaginative, visionary, and one with boundless energy who unselfishly devotes herself to enriching Princeton's cultural environment in ways that attract and engage fellow students across ethnic boundaries. Congratulations, Yashi. The Harold Willis Dodd Award is an annual award established in 1957 to be given to the senior who best embodies the high example set by Harold Willis Dodds during his tenure as 15th president of Princeton University, particularly in the qualities of clear thinking, moral courage, a patient and judicious regard for the opinions of others, and a thoroughgoing devotion to the welfare of the university and to the life of the mind. This year, the prize is shared by two students, Patricia Fossis and West Owen. Where's Patricia? Patricia Fossis is majoring in the Woodrow Wilson School and has served as an ambassador in the admissions office. She has been deeply involved in the Latino community at Princeton and has been a galvanizing force among the undergraduates. She has served for two years as president of Axiom, and under her leadership, that organization has thrived. Patricia also took the helm in steering Latino Heritage Month for the past two years. Each program was thoughtfully constructed, well-organized, and provocative. Those who have worked with Patricia know of her remarkable gift for bringing groups together that have had difficulty finding common ground and helping them find ways to work together. She has been thoughtful and bold in the way she thinks about community and the experience of others 
who are not students and faculty here. In her sophomore year, for example, she was distressed about the many Latino workers on the facilities and dining services staffs whose contributions to this university were removed from and unappreciated by most students. She pulled together a group of students who planned a salsa party and a soccer game for these staff members and their families. She planned the event and raised the funds and carried out a personalized publicity campaign to ensure that everyone felt welcomed and included. The event was a huge success and gives new meaning to what it means to be devoted to the welfare of the university. Best wishes and congratulations, Patricia. Marshall, or as we know him, West, Owen, like Patricia, is a Woodrow Wilson School major. He has simply had a terrific career as a student leader here. To name just a few of his activities, he has served as a resident advisor in Butler College, the social chair of the USG for two years, a writer and editor for several campus publications, an outdoor action leader for three years, and a member of the club lacrosse team. He has been an active member of the Episcopal Church at Princeton and for three years has served as a volunteer tennis instructor for youth and as a volunteer at the Trenton Crisis Ministry. He has been positively unassuming about all of this. Those of us who know him have enormous respect for his ability to think broadly and independently, yet with an ear acutely tuned to the sensibilities of those around him. Weston is an avid outdoorsman, an accomplished rock climber and kayaker. He has woven his outdoor experience with his academic interests in the study of the Himalayan region. His service, humility, and breadth make him an ideal candidate for this award. Congratulations, Weston. two awards are voted by you, the members of the senior class. They are the 1901 medal and the W. Sanderson Detweiler 1903 prize. I will read the descriptions of both prizes. The class of 1901 medal is awarded to the senior who in the judgment of the student's classmates has done the most for Princeton. Founded in 1920 by the class of 1901, which in 1952 endowed it in perpetuity and stipulated that thereafter the medal be awarded in memory of its classmate, Walter E. Hope, who originated the prize. The W. Sanderson Detweiler 1903 prize is a silver bowl awarded annually to the senior who in the judgment of the student's classmates has done the most for the class. Founded in 1949 in memory of W. Sanderson Detweiler class of 1902, by his sister, Mrs. William Jennings Price. This year, the winners of the 1901 medal and the Detweiler Prize are Catherine Farmer and Catherine Farmer.
Catherine is an operations research and financial engineering major, more commonly known out at the engineering quad as ORF. She has also received certificates in finance and French. She hails from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Catherine, as your class president, has been your class president since sophomore year. On her watch, you have enjoyed the music of Bob Dylan and laughed with comedian Bill Bellamy. She is proud to have established the inaugural senior class game of Capture the Flag and reports that the red team was moments away from victory before a draw was declared, no doubt to spare the feelings of the weaker blue team. She has ordered sweatshirts, hauled hoagies, iced drinks, and sent countless emails, all with the hopes of engendering class spirit and improving campus life at Princeton. In addition to her serving as class president, Catherine has served on the honor committee for the past three years, and this past year led the committee as its chair, working diligently to reform and improve its procedures. She has also been involved in activities sponsored by the Aquinas Institute and has tutored local high school students through the SVC. She is known to many of us as a serious-minded and task-oriented person. Yet, she surprised us all when she pulled what will surely go down as one of the best practical jokes in senior class history by announcing, as President Tillman mentioned earlier, that the infamous carrot top would be your class day keynote speaker. Several hours later, after her inbox was filled with countless messages from classmates of the have you lost your mind <laughs> variety, we were all relieved to learn that a comedian whose career trajectory was a little more distinguished would be addressing you this morning. Catherine, thank you all for all your hard work, your sense of humor, and all you have contributed to your class and to the university. Congratulations. I would now like to call Sue Ann Steffi Morrow and Marjorie Young to the lectern. Dear, dear class of 2003, you have astounded us in your capacity to commit yourselves to community service. Hundreds of you have done weekly projects, tutoring in Trenton and Princeton, renovating houses, raking leaves, visiting the elderly, those in prison. You have hosted meals for guests in soup kitchens. You participated in urban action, and you became community action leaders. And you have led one-time projects like Communiversity and Special Olympics. You have been on breaks, break trips to Cruz Blanca and Alma, Georgia, to Calcutta where you held children who were dying, and to Ghana where you built a school. Through Project 55 and other class funds, you have served summer internships in this country and around the world. You have taken courses through the community-based learning initiative, and your research has had immediate impact for good. On the morning of September 11th, you organized a blood drive 
three projects were accomplished for New York's children through the program you called Arts Alive. One enterprising member of your class with a little extra time on his hands once his thesis was handed in estimated that you have given over 75,000 hours of community service in your time at Princeton. We are in awe and we are grateful. Now give yourselves a hand. The Priscilla Glickman 92 Memorial Prize is awarded annually in recognition of outstanding contributions in the area of community service. This year, the Glickman Award goes to Michael Fletcher and Daniel Stolfer. You should see Dan Stover at Trenton Tots playing with the little children. He is in his element. <laughs> but Dan also co-chaired the SBC board, strengthening the board through his skills as a facilitator and as a listener. He served as a community action leader and then coordinated community action. Dan is headed for medical school, but first he will spend a year at an internship at Isles continuing to enliven community life in Trenton. And I imagine you will find him playing with those Trenton tots. When Michael applied to become a community house project coordinator, he wrote, I believe to whom much is giving, much is required. It took dedication and much hard work to get me here today, and I know I didn't do it alone. I've had many conversations with Michael, and two days ago we discussed whether he was going to do Teach for America or whatever. And Michael, I just want to thank you for thinking about your life and for using the four years here at Princeton University to give back and making sure that students at John Witherspoon Middle School and Princeton High School don't have to do it alone. Congratulations. You want to do this? Yes. And to the great class of 2003, we bid you farewell and urge you to remember, as you move forwards on life's journey, service will always be the rent that you pay for living. Congratulations. It's now my pleasure to ask a quipfire star and a great friend to come to the lectern, Scott Eckert. Hi everyone, uh, before I begin I'd just like to say that if Jerry Seinfeld arrives during the middle of my speech, uh, I want someone to wave at me because I will stop, shake his hand, and uh, if he frowns at me, we'll kiss him on the face. So uh, that's, that's just a warning for all of you in case my speech is interrupted. Well, class of 2003, I think we can all agree that the past four years have been pretty exhilarating. But I don't think I'd be the only one to say that Princeton has also been a lonely place at times. We all deal with those bouts of emptiness, worthlessness, and social and intellectual impotence in different ways. 
some through hard work, others through prayer, and still others through nonstop games of snood. I'm a little embarrassed to say that uh, someone special has helped me through the tough times, and that's my pen pal. It's true. Uh, and that pen pal's name, Scott Eckert. I'd like to share today some of my letters to myself, because um, before we take our walk, yes, through Fitz Randolph Gate tomorrow, I think we should take a different kind of walk. I'll walk down memory lane, again. <laughs> September 5th, freshman year. Dear Scott, OA was such a blast. My fellow OAers are definitely going to be my best friends at Princeton. <laughs> Except for my academic advisor, of course. No doubt his daily insight will help me inside the classroom and out. I'm a little worried about EEB 211, but when my professor learns I got a five on AP Bio, I'm all set. Go Mathy! Yeah. December 10th, sophomore year. Dear Scott, I am so totally cool. So much totally cooler than the stupid freshman. Man, I friggin' rule this residential college. Soon I'll even have a concentration and an eating club. I'm toying with the idea of bickering ivy and starting a fad of turning the collar of my polo shirt up. No, that's, that's just stupid, so I won't do that. <laughs> April, junior year. Date unspecified. I haven't slept or eaten in four days. I think my roommate may be dead. I can't see my JP without my scented candles. Damn you fire inspectors! And damn this cave they call Brown Hall! Leprechauns! Bring me more Red Bull! That was my junior year. It was really like that. I finished my JPs only to be broadsided by my senior thesis this year, but by that time, honestly, I didn't particularly care. In that spirit, I share with you my final letter from Princeton. Dear Scott, I sit writing this just minutes before I go on stage to speak at class day. I can't help but feel jealous, bitter, and vindictive to see all of my classmates with prizes and honors. <coughs> Catherine Farmer. <coughs> I could have been a Rhodes Scholar or a Pine Prize winner had I tried, right? And I can't help but feel pangs of guilt knowing that, like Mike, I don't yet have a job and that I will live with Mom and Dad this summer. Could this, could this right now be the pinnacle of my life? Is it, is it all downhill from here? You know what, whatever. At least I had the gracious opportunity to speak in front of all, and, and you know what? Hey, I'm graduating from Princeton tomorrow completely naked under my gown. Right. Thanks a lot. Good luck, O3. I know I need it. I would now like to call the uh, Director of Athletics to the lectern, uh, Gary Walters.
Thank you. We gather here one last time before graduation to look back at the last four years and honor the role the class of 2003 has played in preserving and advancing the great tradition that is Princeton athletics. Princeton teams won 49 Ivy League championships in your four years as undergraduates. Of the 33 teams that compete in Ivy League sports, 22 won at least one Ivy League championship in four years. Of the 38 varsity teams at Princeton, 21 competed in the NCAA championships for their sport. Three teams, women's lightweight crew, women's lacrosse, and men's lacrosse won national championships. The class of 2003 combined for 29 first-team All-Ivy League selections, 23 second-team All-Ivy League selections, and 16 first-team All-American selections. Six members of the class were named Ivy League Player of the Year in their respective sports. Beyond that, the class of 2003 had members earn such prestigious honors as the Rhodes Scholarship by women's track athlete Laura Shackleton, the Olympic Silver Medal of women's hockey player Andrea Kilborn, the Spirit of Princeton Award of track and football's Cameron Atkinson, the award prize of fiction writing at Princeton by Joe Rosenbaum of the men's lacrosse team, and the award that Dan Stover recently received. Would Laura, Andrea, Cameron, and Joe, and Dan please stand and be recognized. On Thursday night at the Boathouse, the Princeton Varsity Club sponsored the Senior Athlete Banquet, at which time we handed out our significant senior awards. We will repeat that process briefly this, here this morning. The first award is the Class of 1916 Cup. The 1916 Cup is presented to the varsity letter winner who, continuing in competition in his or her senior year, achieved at graduation the highest academic standing. It was given by the Class of 1916 on the occasion of its 50th reunion. This year's winner standing next to me is Adam, Sh Adam Schwartz, a four-year letter winner in swimming. Adam is an economics major from Oak Brook, Illinois, swam sprints for the Princeton swimming team during his career, won an Ivy League championship, and wrote a senior thesis on advanced index funds. Congratulations, Adam. Our next award, the Roper Trophy, was originally given by Mrs. William Winston Roper and the class of 1902 in honor of Princeton's famed football coach. It goes annually to a Princeton senior of high scholastic rank and outstanding qualities of sportsmanship and general proficiency in athletics. We have three winners this year, Cameron Atkinson in football and track and field, Greg Parker in wrestling, and David Yick in squash, the three gentlemen standing next to me.
Cameron Atkinson, a senior chemistry major from Mantua, New Jersey, ended his career third on the all-time rushing list at Princeton with 2,449 yards, including a 1,000-yard season during his senior campaign. A unanimous first-team All-Ivy League selection this past season, Atkinson was also one of three 1AA winners of the National Football Foundation Scholar-Athlete Postgraduate Scholarship. A two-time academic All-American selection, Atkinson didn't let up when the football season ended. He was a two-time heptagonal champion in track and field and a two-time first-team All-Ivy selection in the sport. He won three team awards during his career, including the Poe Kazmaier Award in football for the team most valuable player and the Bab Trophy in track for Rookie of the Year. Congratulations, Cam. Greg Parker, a computer science major from Clifton Park, New York, is the all-time wins leader in wrestling at Princeton and a two-time Eastern Wrestling Champion. After reaching the NCAA tournament as a sophomore, Parker burst to the scene as a junior when he topped the number one seed in the middle of a run that took him to the NCAA championship match at the 170-pound level. Parker fell in that match but claimed All-American honors, a feat he would repeat during the 2003 championships. The 2003 uh, Eastern Most Outstanding Wrestler, Parker is a two-time honoree for all academic honors, including a spot on the first team in 2002. He was also a first-team academic all-district selection in 2003. Congratulations, Greg. And our last winner of the Roper Award, David Yick, a senior English major from North Vancouver, British Columbia, won the 2001 National Individual Championship and is a four-time member of the All-American First Team. The 2001 Ivy League Player of the Year, Yick earned first-team All-Ivy honors in each of his four years at Princeton, including three seasons in which he led Princeton to the Ivy League Championship. A three-time captain and two-time National Scholar Athlete, Yick was the 2003 Skillman Award winner as the top sportsman in all of men's college squash. He led Princeton to the team finals in both 2002 and 2003. Congratulations, David. Thank you, Justine. Our next award is the C. Otto von Keenbush Award, presented in memory of the class of 1906 and goes annually to a senior woman of high scholastic rank who has demonstrated a general proficiency in athletics and the qualities of a true sports woman. This year we have three winners, Rachel Becker of lacrosse and field hockey, Heather Deeren in soccer, Andrea Kilborn in ice hockey, and Adele, Adele McCarthy Bouvet are the two, 2003 recipients of the C. Otto von Keenbush Award. Four recipients, I'm sorry. Rachel Becker, a senior psychology major from Broomall, Pennsylvania, led the Princeton women's lacrosse team to the 2002-2003 National Championships and was named the 2003 NCAA Tournament MVP, Ivy League Player of the Year, and Honda Award winner given to the best national player in lacrosse. She is a three-time first-team All-American selection as well as a three-time All-Ivy and All-Region selection. Becker was named the National Defensive Player of the Year in 2002 
She also earned academic All-American honors in 2002. Becker also earned second team regional All-American honors in field hockey, as well as being named to the national academic team. Congratulations, Rachel. Heather Deering. Heather Deering, a senior English major, major from Livingston, New Jersey, is a four-time first-team All-Ivy selection who led the women's soccer team to the NCAA tournament every year she played at Princeton. The 2001 Ivy League Player of the Year, Deering earned first-team All-Mid-Atlantic Regional Honors in each of her last two seasons and third-team All-American Honors in 2001. An academic All-Ivy selection in 2001 and the 2002 team captain, Deering led Princeton to Ivy League championships in 2000, 2001, and 2002. Congratulations, Heather. Andrea Kilborn. Andrea Kilborn is a senior psychology major from Saranac Lake, New York, was a two-time first-team All-Ivy selection during her career at Princeton and earned second-team All-Ivy honors in one other year. She was named second-team All-ECAC three times, and she was selected to the ECAC All-Academic Team three times. She was a finalist for the Patty Kazmaier Award in 2001 and 2003, given to the best women's hockey player of the year. Kilborn took a year off from Princeton in 2002, uh, when she led Team USA to the silver medal in the Olympics. Congratulations, Andrea. <laughs> Adele McCarthy Beauvais, a senior English major from Haydenville, Massachusetts, earned All-American honors in each of her four seasons on the water polo team. The all-time scoring leader at Princeton and 2003 team captain, she was named to the all-tournament team at Nationals in 2000, was both the ECAC tournament and Southern tournament MVP in 2001. McCarthy Bouvet was National Player of the Year finalist that season. She also earned all academic honors during her senior season. Congratulations, Adele. And then our final award, is the Art Lane Award given by the Princeton Varsity Club to honor selfless contribution to sport and society by an undergraduate. The award is named for Art Lane, class of 1934, who captained the undefeated 1933 football team to the national championship before embarking on a career as a naval officer, a federal judge, and a corporate general counsel. This year, we have three winners. Anna Marie Holmes of women's hockey, Mindy Rostow of fencing, and Dan Stover of heavyweight crew. Anna Marie Holmes, a two-time member of the U.S. national team and a three-time All-Ivy League selection, worked with Princeton's own Ghana education program to travel to Ghana after her junior year. Holmes, an anthropology major, spent the summer promoting AIDS awareness through lectures and demonstrations. She dealt with both students and educators during her time abroad. She gave pre presentations to kids ranging from grade school students to teenagers, and she coordinated a day-long seminar to work with lo local educators and assist them in reaching their own students about the crisis. Holmes plans on returning to Ghana following graduation to continue pursuing this work, especially in working with local educators. Congratulations, Anna Marie. Mindy Rostel, 
a three-time first-team All-Ivy League selection and a three-time competitor in the NCAA tournament, spent the summer of 2000 working as an intern at Wildlife Rescue, where she helped clean and feed recovering animals. The next summer, her work brought her to the Alaska Sea Life Center, where she dealt mainly with seal and sea otter pups. During her final three years in college, Russell volunteered to ride in an ambulance as an EMT for the West Windsor First Aid, including every week of her junior and senior years. Congratulations, Mindy. And last but not least, Dan Stover, the coxswain for the heavyweight crew, which rode this past weekend at the IRA National Championships, was a recipient of the Reach Out 56 Fellowship, which provides a grant for, under, for an undergraduate to pursue one year of public service work with a nonprofit organization. Stover designed a project to assist Isles Inc., a Trenton-based organization in many aspects of the community, from developing low-cost housing to environmental education to developing personal and interpersonal skills. He was the project coordinator for Trenton Tots, where volunteers directly assisted understaffed classrooms of children at risk or, or suspected of abuse or neglect. He was also the coordinator of the Student Volunteers Council Governing Board and the Princeton Urban Action. Congratulations, Dan. And congratulations to all the graduating student athletes at Princeton University. Thank you very much. Now I would like to invite to the lectern our final student speakers, the brother and sister team, Jeremy and Jennifer Kogler. Hello. Hello. Um, first off, we'd like to dedicate our speech to Carrot Top because we kind of feel bad for the guy, really. And we also enjoy 1-800-COLLECT, so it, we use it. Um, second of all, a lot of this speech is just going to be recapped, so I'll be perfectly honest. If you need to take a bathroom break, now's the appropriate time. Whether it's a PAC code, a tuition bill, a GPA, a building, or a class year, Princeton has a long tradition of assigning numbers to almost all aspects of campus life. In fact, one might even say that Princeton has an unnatural obsession with numbers. Which is why we've decided to take this obsession to its logical conclusion. So, without further ado, we give you Princeton by the numbers. Six, the number of days spent battling hurricanes, lightning bolts, and body odor in the backwoods of Pennsylvania on outdoor action. An introduction to Princeton life with a close-knit group of your fellow students. Two, days after arriving back on campus, until you realize that you will never speak to members of that soggy trip ever again. Three, consecutive years since the class of 03 has been here that Princeton is ranked the number one university in the country. Coinc coincidence? We, we think, think not. Seven, the number of safety schools in the Ivy League for Princeton students. 15,000 dollars offered for the brain of Princeton professor and Times Man of the Century, Albert Einstein. 160,000 dollars based on tuition paid that each one of your brains is now worth. Three quarters of a billion dollars adjusted for inflation 
that it will cost each one of you to have a Princeton building named in your honor at our 25th reunion. 11. Number of eating clubs that line Prospect Street. 1,111. Times we've all had to explain to outsiders what exactly an eating club is. No, it's not a cafeteria club, a fraternity, or a place where the rich and beautiful frolic and sip on mint juleps. And Vicar is not a huge campus-wide fight. And speaking of Vicar, 213. Gallons of mayonnaise consumed by Tiger Inn Vicaries annually. <laughs> Three. Free counseling sessions utilized because of nervous breakdowns at McCosh Health Center during each senior's writing of his or her thesis. Five, national championships won by Princeton teams during our four years here. Four, national championships won by women's teams during our four years here. <laughs> 1,000, pages read by the average Princeton student each semester. 6,000 pages assigned but not read by the average Princeton student each semester. Three days, including today, of nice weather we've enjoyed all year. 4,356 times we've all had to answer the question, so why did you choose to go to school in New Jersey? Infinite. The time we will remember and cherish our four years here. Because, after all, our experience at Princeton can't be boiled down to a simple list of numbers. It's a countless series of moments of small brilliance. Of muted laughter. Of heated early morning arguments. Of wah-wah subs. Of boundless competitive victory. It's the fulfillment of the way we imagined college could be. And never expected it would be. Thanks. Thanks. This year, several members of our faculty are leaving us, and we'd like to take the time now to honor them. I call Alex Herrera to lecture him. Professor John Murren retires this year after 30 years of teaching history at Princeton. As a scholar and published historian of the American colonial era and the American Revolution, he has earned a reputation as one of the leading experts on Anglo-American legal and judicial institutions. Yet it is Mern's de dedication to undergraduate students that has made him invaluable to our class. I am fortunate enough to count myself among the many students whose junior, pa junior papers and senior thesis he has advised. His, th his History 371 class, The English Colonies of America, has become famous for his hilarious impersonations of colonial figures and his musical rendition of the Constitution. <laughs> we can continue to sing his praises, but instead, let us please ask Professor Mern to stand and be recognized. Snyder, please come up. Professor Thomas Patrick Roach, Jr., retires this year as the Murray Professor of English Literature. Roach is better known for being a doctor of wit with his capes and crazy hats than for his PhD from Princeton University. <clears throat> a prolific writer and strong supporter of the student body, Professor Roach is one of the foremost scholars on Spencer's The Fairy Queen and on 16th and 17th century English literature. At the same time, Professor Roach has become the patron saint of student drama at Princeton. I was fortunate enough to work closely with Professor Roach on my first junior paper, 
for which I directed a production of a medieval mystery play. I asked Professor Rose to play the role of God. He responded, Aaron, I have been in many, many plays, and I have performed many, many roles, but God is the oldest character I have ever attempted. For his inexhaustible dedication to undergraduate ed education, we ask Professor Rhodes to please stand to be recognized. Will Amanda Neely please come up to the lectern? Almost four years ago, Professor Bob Hollander introduced the class of 2003 to academic life at Princeton with a lecture on Dante's Inferno in Richardson Auditorium during freshman week. At the time, I wondered, probably like many of you, what could possibly be the relevance of a medieval poem to my career at Princeton? Like 42 years of Princeton Dantisti before me, because of Hollander, Professor Hollander's patience, guidance, and enthusiasm, I have, in Dante's terms, come to see the stars and to develop a great appreciation for the poet's work. As Dante gratefully asks of his guide Virgil, after literally going through hell with him, I must ask of Professor Hollander, how would I have come this far without him? Who would have led me up the mountain? During these 42 years of service to Princeton, Professor Hollander has taught in the Department of French and Italian, helped found the Department of Comparative Literature, and served as master of Butler College. As one of the foremost experts on Dante's Divine Comedy, he has published numerous comprehensive books and received multiple awards, including an honorary citizenship in Chertaldo, Italy, and a hamburger named for him in Wu Dining Hall. For his outstanding intellectual scholarship, and even more for his enrichment of our undergraduate lives, we ask Professor Hollander to stand and be recognized. Will Jim McQuaid please come up? Professor Robert George John. Professor Robert John retires this year from the Department of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering after spending nearly his entire academic career at Princeton. He entered the university here as an undergraduate in the class of 1951 and earned both his master's and his PhD here by 1955. In addition to being a professor in the MAE department, Professor John has served as Dean of the School of Engineering and Applied Science. His contributions to Princeton have been diverse and far-reaching. He founded Princeton's Electric Propulsion and Plasma Dynamics Laboratory in 1961 and the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Laboratory in 1979. Throughout his time here, he has played a fundamental role in integrating the engineering school into the university's liberal arts and sciences agenda. As a member of numerous university committees and a father of four Princeton graduates, 
Professor John has been an invaluable resource here at Princeton. For giving a lifetime to the Princeton community, we ask Professor Bob John to stand and be recognized. Finally, we'd like to honor Professor Barry Royce. He retires this year from the Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering Department. A world travel scholar, Professor Royce specialized in the relationship between atomic defects and materials and their macroscopic performance. He was always a champion of undergraduates, from teaching freshman seminars to serving on the discipline committee to helping integrate the materials group into his department. For his outstanding accomplishments, we please ask Professor Royce to stand up and be recognized. And now for the induction of our honorary class members. Will Kate Benson? It is my honor to introduce A. Scott Berg, an award-winning biographer and Princeton alumni trustee, as an honorary member of the class of 2003. Scott Berg's literary career has its roots in Princeton. His first best-selling biography began as his senior English thesis and eventually won the National Book Award. His subsequent books, biographies of Samuel Goldwyn and Charles Lindbergh, won him, respectively, a Guggenheim Fellowship and the Pulitzer Prize. Arguably more impressive than his literary dedication, however, has been Scott Berg's dedication to Princeton, serving the last four years as a trustee and founding an undergraduate research prize through the English department, an award that four members of our class were the first to receive. As Scott Berg finishes his fourth and final year as a university trustee, I see no better way to honor his achievements and devotion than to celebrate our fourth and final year along with him. Please join me in welcoming Scott Berg to the class of 2003. Will Michael Fletcher please come to the lectern? What can I say about Ms. Hetty Ducree that most people who have met her don't already know? During her 10 plus years here at the university, she has committed herself to a mission that this school has become known for, service. This woman has gone far beyond her job description, willing to listen to, care for, and lend a helping hand to everyone she needs. With her loving spirit and enormous heart, she has been a trendsetter, mentor, mother, and friend. To so, to so many people, students and faculty, at this university. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the new member of the class of 2003 and the director of the now Carl A. Field Center for Equality and Cultural Understanding, Ms. Hattie Ducree. Finally, Kate Redmond, will you come up? Ready? 
the honor of welcoming Dean Sue Ann Steffi Morrow to the class of 2003. <laughs> um, since she arrived on campus in 1981, about the time most of us were born, <laughs> she's, <laughs> it's good she's graduating with us, with the, as the Associate Dean of the Chapel, the Dean of the Chapel, and the Associate Dean of Religious Life since 1989, her current position. Um, she's also served as the advisor to the SVC and countless other student groups and organizations but I think her biggest contribution to campus is not all those titles and positions, but instead her, how she nurtures and enriches the lives of all the students that she comes into contact with. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She, she's committed to, to watching over the development of the young lives around her, both by recognizing when they're in crisis and offering her words of support, and also by helping us, encouraging us to think for ourselves and come up with ideas and making us think we did it by ourselves. <laughs> Sue Ann often modestly exclaims that it is not she who has done anything, but rather the community of which she is a part. In reality, however, Sue Ann has been the lifeblood of her university community. Indeed, it wouldn't have survived if she hadn't poured so much enthusiasm and dedication for the past two decades into the development of both the community and its members. On behalf of the more than two decades of students you have touched, Sue Ann, the graduating class of 2003 thanks you and welcomes you. Well, we could yada yada through an introduction for today's speaker because he is so well known to all of us. Tiana and I must say a few opening words. I don't exaggerate when I say Seinfeld is our generation's most universally appreciated comedian. His television show has become a cultural reference point. Here at Princeton, for example, we have renamed an employee at Hoagie Haven our very own soup Nazi. And anyone applying to med school after graduation has a deep respect for the awesome power of junior mints. Moreover, it is Mr. Seinfeld's style of humor that has set the standard for up-and-coming comedians. His way of seeing the world and questioning the way it works is both humorous and thought-provoking. West and I could not be more thrilled to introduce the Class Day speaker for 2003. He is a published author, the star of the brilliant TV show Seinfeld and the movie Comedian, and an icon of American culture. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Se Jerry Seinfeld. Thank you so much. Before we end this ceremony, the class of 2003 would also like to once again thank our parents as well as the Princeton faculty and staff for their support and dedication to our class. More importantly, we want to congratulate our fellow classmates for a successful four years of our lives. Class Day marks a beginning step on our journey together into the afterlife, the after graduation life, that is, 
Today we have celebrated who we have been and who we will become as the class of 2003. A couple of reminders before you go. Please exit Cannon Green as quickly as possible after the singing of Old Nassau. Lunch will be distributed in the Little Edwards Courtyard. Each graduate is asked to pick up the lunches for his or her family. And we'll see you tonight at prom. Now, will the seniors leading Old Nassau please come forward? Thank you everyone for coming and again thank you to Mr. Jerry Seinfeld.